Hello, I'm Sam Clements, and welcome to The Love of Cinema, a Picture House podcast proudly supported by Kia, powering independent cinema. On this special mini-episode, we're talking Barbarian, the new horror movie out in cinemas this Halloween. It was a box office smash uh, in the US, and uh, we've had to wait a little bit longer for it over here, but it is finally with us in cinemas. And we were lucky enough to talk to the writer and director of the film, Zach Kreger. Now, it's not me doing the interview. It's my esteemed colleague, Izzy McLeod, the biggest fan of the film in the office. So it felt only right to ask Izzy to jump on a Zoom call with Zach and have a good old chat about Barbarian. Enjoy. Yeah? This is 476 Barbary, right? Yeah, I'm renting this place. No, I booked it a month ago. Are you sure you have the right place? Yeah. What am I supposed to do? Why don't you come inside and we'll call these idiots. Why don't you just crash here? Oh, no. I don't know if you got a great look at this neighborhood, but I don't think you should be out there by yourself. It's dry and there's a lock on the door. By the way, I'm Keith. Tess. You take the bedroom, and I'll sleep out here on the couch. Hi, uh, so I'm Izzy um, from the Pitch House podcast. Nice so to meet thank- you. Nice to meet you too. Saw the film last week and adored it, honestly. <laughs> oh, thank delightful. you. Okay, great. Thank you. <laughs> I'm a big horror fan and it, it was, yeah, a really great experience to see it in a sort of, I saw it in a packed cinema, so that was great. Oh, good. Yeah. So Barbarian as a film has gained a reputation as best seen while knowing as little possible about it. So um, I guess what would be the one thing you would tell audiences if you could before they went in? I guess I would just say it's like a roller coaster ride. And the best way to experience a roller coaster ride is at the amusement park, not on your living room couch. So I think, you know, if you're on the fence, but you know you're going to see it, but you're on the fence, go see it at the theater. It, it'll be way more fun that way. And um, and I promise you, if you do see the trailer and you think you know what movie you're going to watch, you don't. Uh, it's it's uh, it's not a bait and switch. I'm not I'm not selling anyone a bill of goods when they watch the trailer. It's 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 the same movie, but it's just it's a lot more than than what the trailer uh, hints at. So I hope that's not too. Uh, too grandstanding of me to say, but I, I I do feel pretty confident that that anyone going to see this movie will be surprised. Yeah, I think I would definitely agree. I think any comparisons I've even seen people vaguely make don't quite capture the full extent of what this film is. I and this is your de- directorial debut as well. That's right. Could you talk a bit about that process? So I know you started with comedy and TV, and how you ended up on this journey to a film that I think is funny, but is also a horror film at its heart. Yeah, it's a horror film first, and it has moments of levity for sure. Yeah, so I've I've been um, I've been a working actor in comedy for about I don't know fifteen more years in in LA, and um, you know I just always wanted to be a filmmaker. When I was a little kid, I didn't want to be a sitcom actor. I wanted to make cool genre movies, and um, you know I, I I co-directed a movie in like two thousand and nine that like didn't work. 
and I, and I always felt like I was in movie jail that everybody was talking about what a disaster my movie was and, and nobody was going to let me try again. And so I, I kind of just put myself in time out and just focused on acting. But after a few years, I was like, I got to just, I just got to write. Cause I, I love to write. It just makes me happy. It's like a little kid with crayons. You know, I just wanted, I want to do it. So I just let myself write a bunch and I wrote a bunch of scripts and uh, this came out of, a lot of late nights in my garage for just me, you know, not, not with the idea that this would be a movie, but just like, this is fun to write. I think sometimes when you create with that spirit, it's, it's the best stuff you can do. And so um, I, I, you know, this kind of came out of the ether for me. And then it took me two years to get anybody to, you know, agree to this. I don't think anyone saw me as a director of a horror movie. I, you know, it's a weird movie. It takes a lot of structural turns that I think other movies don't. So I, I it, nobody was really interested for, a, for years. But, you know, I just kept pounding the pavement. Eventually, I got somebody that said, yes, it's a super low budget movie. It's, it's crazy that it's having the life it's having where it's a wide theatrical release, because this is this is like a tiny, tiny little B genre movie that I would hope would have just gone to shutter and somebody would have seen it, you know, and, and told their friends and I would maybe get to make another movie. You know, I, the, the life that it's had and the response that it's gotten has been amazing. Yeah, I was, because it's funny you mentioned sort of director jail. It's almost like someone said the opposite of uh, director jail. It's gotten that extended theatrical release that it deserves, which is great to see. And I mean, coming over here to the UK, there's been a bit of a delay, but people, it's only, you think, wrapped up the excitement for it. Do you have particular horror inspirations that you were drawing from when you were writing or was it just what mm. you sort of were thinking about? Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, of course I do, because I'm such a horror fanatic. So, you know, I think uh, Sam Raimi was big for me, Takashi Miike with Audition. Um, you know, I'm a huge fan of Get Out and uh, Hereditary. And so some of those like new kind of things. But, but it's all a big stew in there. I, every horror movie I've ever watched goes in. And so, yeah. Yeah, I think you can feel those in, in the work. So it's really okay. great that it comes through. I mean, I think there's a lot of practical effects in the film as well, which are really great to see. Yeah, How every you... time I'm, if I'm watching a horror movie, I am always taken out of the movie when I see CGI, always. And and it's it's just a bummer. So my rule was, I don't want access to anything John Carpenter didn't have access to when he was making the thing. That's what we're doing. Now, I break that rule a couple of times. You know, we pass through the car windshield and the grass on the flashback scene, all the lawns of CGI. <laughs> but other than that, I think I'm pretty I'm pretty loyal to that. So so, yeah, I'm really proud of the practical effects. And I think they, they make it a much more immersive experience. I definitely agree. And I mean, there's possibly cinemas that will be showing the thing and then Barbarian straight afterwards as it's the uh, 40th anniversary. So it'd well, be great that someone might do a double bill. If that happens, if, if I ever get a double billing of, with a thing, I, I'll just die. I'll just die of joy. That, that'd be amazing. <laughs> so, so we've mentioned very like practical effects. It's a horror film that really goes in on the horror, which is great. And I want to obviously avoid talking too much about the plot points that are hidden by the trailer. But I would say I was struck by how timely some of these characters felt uh, given recent events, particularly in Hollywood. Did you always have that woven into your script or did it develop as you were writing it? Well, I wrote it in 2018, so um, that was kind of in the in the peak of of you know the Me Too is kind of exploding in, in that year, I believe. You know, Harvey Weinstein was on the papers every day, and um, and so I I think I'm right about that. I think that's about the right time. So you know, it wasn't like a, ever a conscious thing where I want to sit down and write a topical movie about this stuff. But that's just what was going on with me. I was watching all that. I was soaking it in, and so as I was writing, it was that's just kind of what was coming out. I suppose the best horror films do respond to the times. And, they seem to. They yeah. do seem to, yeah.
Let's go somewhere new. See worlds we've never seen before, so that we can feel inspired. Whether you're sitting in a cinema or in one of our cars, inspiration comes when we feel something new. That's why our electrified range is designed to take you on inspiring journeys. Kia, proud supporter of independent cinema. Kia, movement that inspires. And I think that's in those performances you get of the actors as well. I think particularly um, Justin Long is quite great or perhaps we love to hate him is the yeah. best way to describe yeah. it. What was it like working with that very small group of actors? Because only sort of, well, three I, that we are listed on, on the trailer and, the, you know. It was, it was, it was a blessing, honestly. And, and it's great for a first time director like me to keep it small, you know. So, um, and also most of the scenes in this movie are just with two people talking i didn't have any big you know group scenes or anything like that so it was it was kind of like training wheels for a director and if, if i can like write every movie from here on out where it's just like two people talking i'll be doing myself a great favor but they were so they're so talented you know this cast and they're so equipped that um all i had to really do was just kind of cheer them on you know so i i certainly don't want to take too much credit for for the acting in this movie i just i i'll take credit for casting great actors yeah that would be yeah. the part um I mean, because you come from acting yourself, does you think that helps you give them more freedom to do yes. like to do this? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I've I have been witness, I've been like firsthand witness to so many interactions that directors have with actors, you know, just by being on set, just by being in these scenes. And I've I've been able to study really up close and personal for a long time what kind of direction is helpful and what kind of direction is not helpful. And I've watched a lot of people uh, do and say things that I thought were very effective. And I tried to, to keep those with me. And so, you know, it's, it's really simple. Like the, the key, I think, to good directing with an actor is, is really to, to just little, little guides of like more, less, louder, quieter, you know, happier, sadder. It's like nobody wants you to sit down and be like, OK, so your dad died when you were a little kid. And now you're like, you know, like nobody wants that. They're like, hey, man, you came in at an eight, come in at a five. That, and that's it. That's as, that's as much as people need, unless they're just like way wide of the mark. And then you probably cast the wrong person and you're, you're screwed. You know, directing is not, it doesn't need to be more complicated than it is. I'll um, leave a sort of a hint for anyone who hasn't seen it yet, but uh, there's a particular obviously character who you would be directing who's giving a certain performance that involves a certain amount of practical effects. And what's mm -hmm. it like directing that sort of performance? Because it's very difficult. Well, that actor is uh, was incredibly prepared and had we we did talk actually a lot before we showed up on set about where that character comes from, how that character relates to other people, how they move physically through the world. So that is an exception to the rule where where that actor and I did get really deep into the weeds. But it was it was much more just encouraging them to come up with ideas and me saying like yes. But that that's a that's a different that's a different sort of a performance that 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 you're talking about. Um, mm -hmm. It's hard to talk about it without spoiling it. Exactly. It's uh, right? so we'll leave it to sort of tempt people they have to okay. find out what exactly we're yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd love to just ask the final question you sort of mentioned. So do you feel directing and maybe horror films is the area you want to see, keep expanding into or do you have different ideas going on? I mean, I, I would like to for the for the immediate, you know, the, the filmmakers that I worship are like the Coen brothers, you know, David Fincher, Stanley Kubrick. So they've all kind of branched out into, you know, a lot of different flavors of movies. But I do feel very inspired right now with the horror genre I'm writing right now and I'm writing another horror movie. Yeah, so I, I love horror. So I'll, I'll do that. But I don't think that's what I'll 
I'll only do horror for the rest of my career. But the next one, yes, horror. I'll be very glad to see another horror film from you. So, oh, thank you. Great thank to see. You. All right. Well, um, I, I hope I hope you you can one day. We'll see. Thank you. Nothing is guaranteed. <laughs> um, thanks for speaking as well, and thanks for keeping it in the time, which is always great. <laughs> oh, thanks for having yeah. me. I appreciate it.